it's time to expand online. Hi, I'm Jamie Slutsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products. There is no fluff. There is no overwhelm. There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand online. Welcome to the Expand Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode number 224. This is one of the longer episodes that I have ever brought to the Expand Online Podcast because it is a repurposing of an audio that I recorded with Sam Reddy from Musi. We recorded this live and unscripted yesterday as of the time of this uh, release inside the Musi teacher Facebook group, as well as on the Musi.live YouTube channel. We recorded this as a reflection of last week's Expand Online Summit, as well as two colleagues working tirelessly to elevate the online music education experience for teachers and their students. So without sharing too much from the conversation before you get to it, I want to remind you that this was completely unscripted. We went in with the intention of sharing our reflections on the summit and introducing me a little bit more to the Musi.live teacher community and to talk about the future of music education online. Obviously, this is near and dear to my heart. I hope that you enjoy listening to this conversation. If you want more conversations like this, just let me know. I am always happy to bring conversations that you want to hear onto the podcast. Just send me a message over on Instagram. I'm at Jamie Slutsky or book a call with me by going to callwithjamie.com. Now let's get into my conversation with Sam. Oh, and one more thing before we do that. Sam was running this conversation, not me. So it is a little bit different because normally I am the interviewer, whereas this time I was really the interviewee. It's a fun twist. Enjoy. Uh, basically, I I wanted to sort of do this and you, you ha- wanted to get on here and we have this conversation. So um, we can really sort of explain to people why the Expand Online Summit exists, who you are, what it's all about. You know, because uh, I think a lot of people might have an assumption that is probably not super accurate. They're, my guess is they're just like, oh, she's a music teacher who's putting on a summit about music teaching. And that's not really the case. Um, so, you know, I'd love if you want to just kind of give a brief background of who you are and why you're here um, and can obviously dig in from there. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Sam. So the summit was last week. It was incredible. And Musi was one of our presenting sponsors. And I, that was one of the reasons why I was so excited to come after the summit into your channels, because I wanted to make sure that I didn't feel like we were forcing the summit upon your audience, upon your teachers. I really wanted to just kind of say, hey, I'm here for what's next, because Mm -hmm. I think that that's really where, where things are. I am a technology strategist. I am not a music teacher. The last time I tried to play an instrument was in eighth grade band when I attempted to play the trumpet. Um, And it's been, it's been a long time since then, (laughs) but I am in awe of the music education space because 
The thing that differentiates music education from a lot of other spaces is the opportunity and the exploration and the creativity that you bring to your students. Mm-hmm. And for me, being able to put my tech stamp on that and to be able to make it so that you can do more of what you are amazing at and awesome at when the tech isn't an obstacle, it isn't a burden, it isn't something that holds you back, that's when I'm winning. So Mm -hmm. for me, music education is kind of like the vertical that I chose to say, this is where I know tech can make a difference. And I know, Sam, you and I, when we first met, uh, what, a year and a half? year and a half ago, something like that. It was really like, wow, there's music education software. Like there's software dedicated to teaching music because online things are so different than online, than things might've been in the past. And it's important for us to do the best job that we can when we're online, because we can even have a superior experience with our mm-hmm. clients and with, with our students online if we do things right. And I'm all about doing things right, all about the tech, all about making it easy for you as the teacher and for your students and stuff like that, which is why I think Musi and I, or Sam and I, get along so well. <laughs> Absolutely. I Yeah, I think, I mean, I think you're right on it. I think that's exactly why I when you approached me the first time, because it's funny, the very first time we connected was basically through a demo, just through mm-hmm, the platform, mm-hmm. just as a, as a user almost. Um, and th- that was really interesting to see sort of the perspective you were taking there. And then, you know, once we started talking about the expand online last year and that, what that was, and that was awesome, you know, and then what it's become now, it's, it's very interesting because I think we've had our conversations on the side where, you know, we see the the sort of the the voices in the area or in the industry will be saying, oh, uh, you know, we want to get away from online lessons because the pandemic's almost over. And we would hear this like every few weeks and, you know, and then you understand over time, that's not the reality we live in. And what I'm seeing, and I think you see this, is that more and more people are coming in and adopting the technology and are saying, oh, okay, this is a permanent thing. This is the new way of doing and so what is there? So, and, and the best thing is uh, uh, before, you know, there was a, what is there and who do I talk to about this? Mm-hmm. And there were, wasn't much answer to either of those questions. Nowadays, that's not the case at all. What is there and who do I talk to is pretty straightforward. I mean, there's, there's you, there's people like you doing this that have, you know, this knowledge and can provide these resources to teachers that might not have had it otherwise. Because we've talked about it millions of times, but everyone who's a music teacher knows that music colleges are not exactly the best at setting you up with business savvy, you know, and I'm speaking from my own experience, you know, it was everything I did after college that got me, you know, really understanding how business works. Um, But, and that all came through, you know, conversations with people like you. And I think that's exactly what's really cool about this is people can reach out and access that kind of pool of resources that they never had before. Absolutely. And I think that that's actually one of the big things is that someone who says, I want to be a music teacher, mm-hmm. wants to be with the students, seeing the student <laughs> progress. Yes. That's the part of music education that I can say 
everybody who is currently saying yes, I want to continue to be a music teacher. That's the piece of it that yeah. you that you that you thrive on, and all the other stuff, all the stuff behind the scenes, running the business, taking the invoices, scheduling, sending emails, reminders, going from like, I don't want to just teach one-on-one lessons anymore. There's more I can do. There, yeah. All of that stuff comes from years of hard knocks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it really does. But when nowadays in 2022, we can circumvent a lot of those things. There are platforms like Musi that say, okay, this is how we're going to make your lessons as awesome as possible, keeping things as organized as possible, and so on and so forth. There are other tools that help with billing and scheduling and things like that. There are other tools that facilitate like that learning curve, like reducing that learning curve. Yeah. And then there is that whole, you know, my big thing this year with the summit was scaling beyond sessions. It yeah. was really, okay, what else can we do? We don't have to just teach one-on-one lessons anymore because online gives us a new way of teaching. Mm-hmm. And I know in our session, Sam, we talked about group lessons and things yep. like that. And that's one vertical. That's awesome. Yep. That's just one, one, right? <laughs> yes. And I think that it's, it's a matter of kind of like ch- shifting perspective of like, okay, mm-hmm. can I be a successful teacher if I am not doing X, Y, or Z, where mm-hmm. generally speaking, they are real time in person one-on-one. Those are my X, Y, and Z, you know, real time in person and one-on-one. Okay. So if we're not real time, what does that mean? If we're not in person, what does that mean? If we're not one-on-one, does what does that mean? Yeah. And so I, I think that for me, where I am, because I think I'm not a music teacher, I think this is why I come from this perspective, mm-hmm. is that we can eliminate all three of those and still be a very successful music teacher. Yeah, and I think the way you line that up is something that I, I've never heard a music teacher or someone with music teaching background sort of put it that way, where you sort of have these three things mm-hmm. and you can choose to remove any of the three. We used to think you could only remove one of the three. And now you're basically saying, no, you can actually get rid of all of them and just do it in a different <laughs> way. And that's what is refreshing because I 100% agree with you is that you can walk away from in-person teaching and private teaching and, in, you know, and in-person, you know, all of that. You can walk away and you can do groups that are self-paced, that are um, courses that you set up and you just have running and you can be living somewhere else doing something else. Yeah. You know, I, those are the kinds of things where I see there's massive opportunity there. And I think as a as a world, as a society, we've not even scratched the surface on what courses offer there's obviously you've got the big like you'll see like skillshare and uh like linkedin learning and those kinds of things sort of like pioneered that whole course methodology yeah Uh, you know having or like the online colleges that you can do you know um but i think this kind of stuff is going a little bit beyond that i think it's adding in like another layer of interactivity another layer of personalization um making it so it's not just feeling like you're pulling out a book, reading the book at your own pace and doing the test at your own pace, 
which is what a lot of courses feel like, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that's actually a really good jumping off point into what does it look like to, to run an online course and what does it look like for somebody to take your online course? Because of course, those are two different things. Like running the online course, the most important thing is the same thing that it is with live lessons, mm -hmm. the student journey. It is the student has to come first with this online course. It doesn't matter what you're teaching. If you don't keep your student front of mind as you're creating it, then what's the point? Because if the students aren't engaged, if they're not going to come back, yeah. you know, with live lessons, um, especially when you're working with kids, they're mm -hmm. going to come back because their parents are making them. <laughs> right. If it's live lessons and you're working with adults, they're going to just flat out quit. Yep. When it comes to an online course, quitting is easy because yeah. there's no accountability. So we have to build accountability in. we have to build excitement in. we have to build all of these things in. So keeping that student front of mind as mm -hmm. we're building out this course, that is like one of my biggest pillars that I work on with my clients is, mm -hmm. okay, so how is your student going to feel successful? How is your student going to walk away from this time that they spent in front of the computer learning something that is foreign to them and feel good? So, yeah. you know, we want to make sure of that for sure with online courses. And, you know, a lot of music teachers are like, well, I've got this system. I've got this methodology. All of my students, I take them through A, B, and C before we get into the good stuff. Guess what? All like, of those things are your perfect first course. Yeah, it, it's really funny because I hear a lot of that. I'm kind of chuckling because I hear I hear so much like I've already got my thing. And then you, you're sort of like, well, why are you reaching out to us in, in the first place? Don't you want something different? Don't you want to try to expand this? And I think that's sort of what you're saying is that like, yes, you've got your thing, but hey, we can give you another way of thinking about this. Instead mm -hmm. of just doing those three things with every single student, every single time, offer a primer course. Have that be something that every student goes through before they even take a lesson with you. That will right. also weed out students who don't want to take lessons and you'll get a little bit of income and you don't have to do anything. <laughs> you right. know, it's yes. like those little things that is just a slight change of perspective. You're literally not even changing what the person does. They're mm. still doing exactly, they're actually doing less. But they're doing they one time they just record themselves doing it basically. That's yeah. really the difference, right? And, yeah. and then they've got a, a perpetual stream of income or a passive stream of income that is and a a great way of getting people to know who they are, what it is they offer. That we, you know, everyone always talks about the ideal client. I mean, those are that's a fantastic way to find the ideal client. Send them through a little training thing to figure out if they want to actually stick with it and do it, you know, and, yeah. and you're making a little money on the side while you're doing that. <laughs> right. But it also makes it so that whatever you're taking them to next, they are the right, right person for. So like you were saying, the ideal client, usually it takes four lessons before yeah. someone's like, okay, yeah, I'm not the right, you're not the right teacher yeah. <laughs> for me or I'm not the right student for you or things like that. If we can have that done without involvement without having to connect with them. I mean, that that's a, that's a winning situation. And it also allows you to gain credibility um, in other verticals. You know, right. I, one of the examples that I use all the time 
I feel like I just used this yesterday or the day before. It's how often I use it is, okay, if you are a piano teacher and you have found a knack for working with eight to 11 year old boys who also play soccer, mm. seriously, you have a vertical for that online. Yeah. You probably don't have a vertical for that exclusively in your hometown. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little trickier to, to go talk to the local soccer team and try to make that an yeah. exclusive thing for you and them, you know, where, yeah, you it's an interesting thing too, because people, I think, underestimate the reach you have online. I, mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's global, but I don't think that that word really puts the right perspective in. I think people go, oh, it's global. You could get people from anywhere. But then they're like, ah, but there's different time zones and you're never going to do that. And it's not like you're going to teach someone in a different country or a different language. And all of that's wrong. (laughs) You know, like I know tons of teachers who teach people that literally don't speak the same main language, live halfway across the world. It will be midnight for one of them and two in the afternoon for the other. You know, it's it. It's not always perfect, but the fact that the you can now reach an audience that's that vast, there mm-hmm. is no there's no excuse for not filling your roster of 40 or 50 students when you have eight billion people to work from. You know, right. But it's <laughs> so, a matter of how do you stand out. Right. And right. having an online course is a way of standing out. It's like, okay, Absolutely. you can go through this primer, you can do this other thing on your own time. And if you and so what it ends up really being is that your private lessons are elevated. Yeah. They are elevated to to a higher um level. Like someone can't just come into your private lessons right. anymore. They have to go through your course or your, you know, or your group program or the other things that you do online before they even have the opportunity to work with you privately, which then of course takes us into another topic that you and I both love, which is, you know, stacking the the, the money side. If like, okay, well, you, you already talked about passive income, but yep. you can also elevate the fee that you charge for private lessons oh, because people have already said yes they've said yes more than once this is something that's really interesting in the online space is that we want people to say yes early and often Mm. we want them to say yes to your freebie to your free gift that you put on your website they said yes they gave you their email address we then want them to say yes to some low price offer that allows them to say yes, this is the right teacher for me. And then for them to say yes to your course and then to say yes and to say, you know, like we want them to start saying yes as early in the process as possible, which is why I tout email marketing so, (laughs) so much. And that was the topic of my talk um, during the summit last week was on all about email marketing. And it, it is so crucial and, and we could, we can, I thought, I think I've spoken about this dozens of times, but you have too, is that, you know, the email marketing side of things, the treating yourself more like a business owner than just mm-hmm. a teacher, you know, really getting into the sort of nitty gritty back end of the marketing side of things to really understand who your clients are and how you can approach them. I think that like, then that's really what you're there for and you know to 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 show people how to do that stuff because that's like we said that's not really taught in college that's not the stuff you're learning from the books for the music teacher 101 handbook you know um you know those are the things that 
you know, we need to be writing down and making the books for and putting out the courses for. And, and that's mm-hmm. exactly, you know, what you're doing here. And that's sort of the whole point of the Expand Online Summit, right? Is that yeah. there's this, you're basically saying, hey, here's 2016 experts that can uh, help you in one of these avenues if you're having a problem. And yeah. I like how you broke up the um, the summit into sort of like a theme each day yes. so that people could be like, ah, oh yeah, online lessons, that's my thing. I'm, that's where I'm stuck. I hate Zoom. I want to figure that out. Okay, Monday's my day. Or like app payments and scheduling are a nightmare. How do I do the back end? You know, it's like, okay, I've got a day for that. Or, mm. you know, so I think that's a great way of setting that up and sort of making accessible you know, to the teachers. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was really important to me that there was flow with the Mm. summit, that everything went from one to the next to the next, as much as I love online courses. Like that is my passion. We know that there was not an actual session on online courses, Mm, which is really interesting. But I talked about online courses in my podcast episode last week Mm -hmm. that um, I recorded live for um, for the attendees. If they wanted to attend, they were able to attend that live. And then I brought in um, some members of our first round of the Online Music Course Accelerator program um, to do a roundtable on Thursday. So just kind of like a culmination of, okay, The three people that I brought in were just like you. Mm. They didn't have online courses. They didn't have thousands of uh, followers on social media. They didn't have email lists, or if they had email lists, they were more performative email lists than they were instructional email lists, because that's a whole topic that I could go into (laughs) (laughs) at some point in time. But what I did is I really felt it was important to say, this is a next step. This is a possible next step. And not mm-hmm. for everybody. Not every teacher wants to teach online courses and right. wants to create them. Um, some uh, some teachers, they really do want online to just be a good option if lessons are not available in person because of this reason or that reason. And mm-hmm. for that, that's why I wanted to make sure that you know, like my session with you was on Monday because I wanted to anchor the content with what I felt was the biggest question that people have, which is like, how do we make online awesome? Mm-hmm. That was kind of like, if, if I'm thinking about it, how do we make things uh, online awesome? And yeah. then we go into, how do I make my business not so painful? <laughs> and then we go into, okay, now I need to figure out how to do this online marketing stuff. Yeah. And then finally, I wrapped up with defining your own success and creating your own success. Mm. And so that was kind of how I put the whole thing together. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just thinking this right now um, for people who are here. If you didn't end up coming to the summit, I am going to give Sam a coupon code that he can mm. awesome. give you to give you $100 off the current price of the all access pass. Um, as soon as the all access pass or as soon as the summit wrapped up, um, it's Encore Weekend. It jumped up to $297, but I'll give mm-hmm. you a $100 coupon code so you can awesome. get it for the $197 that people were able to get it at. And I'll keep that active until May 31st. So Sam, we'll definitely pop that in. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. I I think you're spot on. I mean, I love the way you just sort of described that is that um, sort of breaking it up into those chunks is, is a good way to be thinking about how you run your business, what you need for your business, how you actually execute the business. I mean, that's literally my day to day is talking to teachers 
and my back end of building Musi is all for those problems is mm -hmm. how do we make your lessons online more enjoyable? How do we make it easier for you to do those lessons? And then how do we make it better for your students? And yeah. that's sort of the, you know, the culmination of everything we we're trying to do. Um, and I think you're, you're right where, and like, we will be, we say it is like, it's not one piece of technology that solves these problems. Like Musi is one of the one arrow in the quiver, you know, like if you're yeah. doing courses, don't use music. Go get Thinkific or Kajabi or something. Like get something that's built. Thinkific. For don't go to Kajabi. Get Thinkific. It's better for your value. Better, better money for your or better value for your money. Perfect. There we go. There's there's your there's your answer if anyone was curious. So Thinkific's the way to go if you need your course system. You know, personally, funds for my payments. That's what I do in my own lessons. There's and there's yeah. tons of uh, you know platforms on the market now. And my music staff and duet and a, a lot of um, teachers own and stuff like that. So there's, yeah. there's a whole slew of those. Um, but, you know, like we said, you know, when you're picking that technology and that's sort of what this summit was about is sort of understanding what is available to you. And then if you have questions about it, here's all the experts that are in the, in the deep end of it, you know, working on it day to day that can help you work your way through it. So yeah. I think that's a great way of putting it all together. Um, it's Thank you super common um if at all <laughs> you know as, as far as i know i don't think there is any other event like this that is strictly for online that's talking about expanding literally in every avenue online it's it's not just group lessons it's not just courses it's not just online we, we didn't even tap into the youtube side of things and that's yeah. an entire avenue that you know we've probably get lauren on to um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Lauren, that, Lauren, you know? Lauren's amazing on that so, stuff for sure. You yeah, know, but you know, yeah, yeah, you know, it's interesting because my motivation for hosting the summit is to tap into and excite the audiences of these other people who are uh, who are my speakers on the summit. I mean, I've, I, I, I wanted to tap into and excite the Musi audience to say yeah. there's more. I wanted to tap in and excite the audience of like Tara. Tara has the cascade method yeah. and she has a whole certification and she's got method books, but I wanted to be able to tap into her audience of teachers to say, look, you don't have to just do this. You can also do this. And that was yeah. really one of my big motivations is to bring online in a new lens to these other established communities, these other established, I mean, it's amazing how many disparate music communities, online music education communities there are online. And I think because I'm not a music teacher, because I didn't go to that this school or that school, mm -hmm. I can kind of come in yeah. and um, be friends with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> At least that's my goal is to be friends with everybody um, and be able to just help the whole industry elevate. Yeah, I know. I think that's that's what I think is valuable about your perspective is that there's obviously I'm a musician, so my perspective doesn't really count as much in certain ways because I'm too deep into the weeds sometimes. So, and like, that's actually why I think Musi works because, um, you know, like my dad, who's the engineer behind everything, he's, he was a musician 40 years ago, but he's not a music teacher. He didn't go to music school. He's not looking at it from that point of view. 
So that's sort of like your point of view where you can look at it from an outside and be like, well, hold on. Actually, well, in software world, we would just do this, this, and this. And you're like, oh, wait, that would totally apply. We could definitely do that in the music mm-hmm. world as well. You know, so I, I think having that perspective is super important because as music teachers, you're right. We get clicky and we get like personal and it becomes, we're all artists at the end of the day. So and whatever we do is still our artistic baby, even if it's teaching. Like yes. teaching is an artistic form of what you do. You know, it took me a long time to realize that. But once I did, then I started to understand why teachers can be the way we are. Is yeah. We can be very touchy because we put so much effort into what we do, you know. And for so sure. I think it's funny, though, that and you're right. There is a need for people to come into the industry from the outside and go, well, actually, you know, th- this is sort of backwards and no one's ever bothered pointing it out. <laughs> and we could actually make this a lot easier for everyone. I mean, that's what I'm doing a lot of my day at Musi is sort of explaining like habits that have formed, especially for online teaching, that I think are just really bad habits. Like, you know, I always go on about my one particular hate is screen sharing that I think it's the worst tool ever invented. Um, <laughs> it's great for like two things, but what everyone ends up using it for is screen share a PDF and then try to annotate the screen share. It's like, I don't know. It's like, that's fine and all, but the methodology behind that was nobody invented that on purpose. It just sort of became a thing out of happenstance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I feel a little bit of what we have to do is kind of unwrite a little bit of what had been learned in the last couple of years by accident and say like, here are some of the other ways you might never have thought to do this because rightfully so you never thought to do this because this wasn't your job this wasn't your (laughs) this was never in your training you were literally thrown in upside down one day and said go figure it out and now it's cool to see though that teachers you know seem to be flipping themselves up bobbing to the surface and and finding the way home so you know it's, it's really cool that we can kind of provide these things in that way for everybody one of the things that you mentioned to me in our bonus session that was available for the all access pass uh, holders is um, is about MIDI. And yeah. there are a lot of music teachers who just shut off. As soon as they heard the word yeah. MIDI, they just shut that off. They didn't yeah. want to be associated with it. And now that we're doing so much more online, it's starting to come in. People are like, okay, well, this thing isn't that scary thing I thought it was, this four-letter yeah. thing that I needed to yeah. figure out. Now it's acronym. like, Acronyms are scary. <laughs> yeah. And I think that now it's like, okay, this is a tool I can use to create a better mm-hmm. experience for my students. I mean, I come back to that every single time. Yeah. Every single time we're doing something online, how does this benefit the student? A hundred percent. I mean, that's what Musi and our philosophy is in the core, like we said earlier, is if it helps you teach or helps your students learn, then we're interested in doing it. So, you know, it's one of those things where that's, I feel exactly what you're that's exactly what you're pushing out to everybody as well is if it helps you teach or helps your students learn you as a teacher should be interested in that mm-hmm. that should be something that you should be taking notes on you should be looking into it in your free time like yes you don't you know nobody wants to work their job on the on the off days but right. as, as a music teacher as a teacher we have sort of signed an agreement to always be learning because otherwise mm-hmm. we're we you've this will sound a little harsh, but I think if as soon as you stop learning, you stop teaching because there's, you're not teaching the newest thing anymore. So you're not teaching the most valuable thing anymore. 
Right, so, because you, then you become irrelevant. Exactly, it's, and it's very easy to. And I, I understand people are tired. I, I get it. I get they're exhausted. Trust us, we feel it. You know, at the end of every day, you know, you're just laying there, and being like, okay, I can do this again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and every music teacher also feels that. You know, you're burnt out. You're you're trying to figure things out, but that's what. Jamie's here for. That's what Musie's here for. That's what the summit's here for. That's what all 16 speakers are here for is to, to provide that extra resource that, uh, you know, to have a shoulder to lean on when you need it. And I think that is, is amazing because I didn't have this for the first couple of years of running Musie or, you know, before it was Musie. And while I was teaching, I was still, still in the dark too, you know, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I sort of figured I found these things and, started to see what was going on. And then of course with Musi sort of getting really involved in it, that I understand it is actually very easy to not know. It's as simple as just not being on Facebook sometimes. Like if you're not on Facebook and you're not in all those groups, then you're probably not going to see everyone posting about the newest trend or the newest method book or the newest thing or the, and it's not so obvious to go and join those groups. We now know, think it is because it's we're on the backside of it. But at first, I mean, I, I ran music software companies for years before I even realized that there were music teaching groups at all. You know, like, yeah. you know, maybe I'm just an idiot, but I feel like judging by how many people are still joining all of the groups, I think it's pretty safe to say that there's a huge amount of teachers out there who are still looking for resources, who are still looking for that, place or those people that can help make their business the you know bigger and better thing. Absolutely. And one of the things that I want to make sure that we emphasize is that if it isn't broken, you don't have to throw it out. Yeah. If you see something that is an improvement on something that you're currently doing, whether it's a manual process or a clunky process, then explore it. But if you have your tech stack and you have your systems and you have everything running, instead of focusing on the new software that's coming out, instead shift to the other modalities of teaching. If you are at the point right now where you're like, I just need to get software that works for me, then yes, focus on the software and make the decision um, whether you want to go with an all-in-one or a best-in-class. I personally believe best-in-class may cost more, but it'll create a better experience. And the setup is a one-time thing. So even though like you might be using four different pieces of software or two, like you were mentioning, you use Fonz and Musi, it's a one-time setup that you have to get those two pieces working together and then they work. And it's not a matter of a whole lot of overhead to continue to get them working. So, you know, when you're thinking about software, don't be afraid of the setup time. And this is something that I talked about um, with one in one of the sessions is that taking the time to set things up, fully and completely so that it benefits your business yeah. is objective number right. one yeah, when you bring on new software. It's just, a, I, this is, you're hitting me right at home here. <laughs> <laughs> this is really my everyday is, is that is I try in my demos, of course, to get what's needed across, but there is that, like, if you really want this to work for you, you are going to have to sit down. This is different from the thing you were just using because that's why we exist 
if uh, my favorite is they're like, well, does it work exactly like, and you're like, no, <laughs> because, because why would you want that? <laughs> like, there's no reason for it to work exactly like that other thing. The reason you're leaving that other thing is because it didn't work properly for you. You know, that is so, such a good way of phrasing it. It's yes. like, be willing to adopt the change. You know, it's like, if you're already saying this is frustrating me, I hate this. The next thing you need to say to yourself is I'm also willing to now go and learn something new that could be better. Because it, yeah. if you're not going to follow to the end of the sentence there, you're just going to follow a repeat sign that goes, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. And you're never going to change anything. And you're, it's actually just going to get worse and worse for you. I yeah. mean, I, I still meet teachers every single day who will be showing, you know, coming into a demo two and a half years into the pandemic. And they'll be, it'll be like, I've been using this for two years and I absolutely hate it. And, it, the, and a lot of it say, hey, we didn't even know you existed. We're f so glad to finally know something was even here. Had no idea. Now that I know, awesome. And like, that's great. That's just easy fix, more marketing. But the ones that worry me are the ones like, oh yeah, I heard about you two years ago and I've just been keeping an eye, but I still hate what I'm doing. And, and you're sort of like, okay, well, man, waiting two years is a long time to, to, to make a change, but I'm glad you're, you're finally making, making the change. But I think that's the thing is that I think it's that fear is there's so much fear about making a change in a business. Uh, I even had a demo recently where they quite the basically said like, oh, I don't know if I and my and my students would be ready to do this. And a part of me is sort of like, well, what needs to like what what needs to happen for you to be ready? Like, I, is yeah. there ever, like, is that is there ever a perfect time? You know, so and the answer is no. I think the perfect time is. Just as soon as you feel frustrated with what you're doing, start searching out something else. And when you find it, be open to it. You know, yeah. don't just shut it down because it's different. Remember, that's why you went looking for it in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I think that that is such a great statement. I think that when we are, the most important thing when we're looking at software or when we're looking at doing something else is why am I doing this? What right. is it that this is going to solve for me? Yeah. So, you know, in the case of Musi, what is this going to solve for me? This is going to create a better student experience. This is going to create an easier time for me to manage my student roster. Whatever. I mean, it may be one of those. It may be both of those. It right. may even be. Yeah, maybe some totally. will make it so yeah. that. I can do, you know, I only have one link to share with my students. Yeah, you know, like, who knows yeah. what it is, but when it, you know, when you know your one reason, then you at least have a starting point. Does it check that box? Yeah. And if it checks that box, you then can go to what other boxes does this check? Mm -hmm. And once you, so you do the, the must haves, right. <laughs> and then you say, okay, what else can it do? And you see the other checkboxes and you cross reference those checkboxes with what you're already doing and yeah. say, how many of the things that I currently do, can this new software eliminate? And if it can eliminate a couple of things that you're already doing, yeah. then my recommendation is to go all in instead of just the one or two checkboxes that you wanted to fulfill, fulfill those other three or four checkboxes that, and then remove that other piece of software that wasn't serving you as well as the new software is. I mean, th that's kind of my, that's my methodology with all tech software. I mean, I have my degree in computer science. I, right. I, I understand computers from the ground up. <laughs> I write code if I want. Right. Like if I, 
if a piece of software allows me to get into the code base, I'll tell you, I get in there right away. It's just like you guys. If you have the opportunity to play around and see what sounds something makes, I bet that's what you do. We do. We actually, uh, it's really funny. We were actually randomly the other day working on some stuff. And I I think I hit a cup and it rang like a perfect note. You know, it was like a thing. And then um, Ben was here, one of the guys we work with. And he was like, could you write a song using just the stuff on your desk? And um, so I, we actually wrote a song using, I used my guitar first, but then for the drums, I used a box of uh, a jar coins um, and just recorded it in different ways and shook the jar, tapped the jar, slapped the jar, dropped the jar, recorded all those and made a drum beat out of those. So yes, mm-hmm. we are very, you know, we are that inquisitive kind of tinkery sort of people which I think is really important as a, as a teacher is to have that inquisitive nature of, of just kind of going out there and seeing what there is. And, you know, I think you're right. It's just, don't be afraid. But when you do go into something, jump all in. But what I really like is the way you're describing this is also a hundred percent applicable to lessons because what you're basically saying is the, the sort of methodology here is try, but try, go all in when you try, really Mm -hmm. try then if it doesn't work, then you can take a review session, review it. Does it, what's the problems? Can those problems be fixed? If not, might think about scrapping it and going for something new. And then that cycle will, that just repeats forever with everything that you do, you know? And I think that's a great way of thinking about it because with lessons, you might try groups and you might try it this way, do it this way. Ah, that's That's not quite right. Can we fix it? Okay, we fixed it, great. Or you try this, oh, that's not working. Can we tweak it? No, okay, we're going to can that, but we're going to try this instead. And then, oh, that worked. Okay, so we're going to do this one, you know? So I think that's exactly how you just need to be mentally if you are if you really want to take your business past just teaching some kids some music lessons, which is fantastic. Because if that's what you want to do, then do that. And I know hundreds of teachers who that's exactly what they want. They want mm-hmm. to just hang out and teach kids some music lessons. I love that because we definitely, we need all of that in the world that we can get. And then I know teachers who are trying to build basically a little empire. And I love that. I want to see them do it. I want to see 50 versions of School of Rock out there. I want to see every teacher I know open franchises across the country that can house thousands of lessons. You know, it's like, those are the kinds of things that I think is so exciting about what we're kind of explaining here is that nowadays everybody can do this. This is not, you don't need to buy 50 locations across the country to do that. You can do 50 virtual locations across the country. And that's actually really simple. You just make 50 websites, change the address on all of them, say it's lessons in this state and boom, now you're an operator there. You're now 50 locations all over the country. You're a huge franchise and you operate out of your basement. I mean, <laughs> that's amazing like so yeah yeah that's just told you just told me one thing that i need to bring on next year's summit which is somebody who talk, can talk about seo mm, ah yeah actually that's great yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah, something see. i didn't bring because like seo is like is level three or four but yeah. i think that we're probably at level three or four with next year's summit oh, that, which will be the fourth one so. i just say that actually is something i i wanted to mention is i we could sort of briefly touch this in the beginning but this is just me as a fan of what you're doing obviously Musi's involved and that's cool and everything but just from the outside 
I love how your summit has evolved. Even the year we, the before we were even involved and didn't even know about it. Cause yeah. I know the very first one was art and music. Yeah. And then it became music and then on, then very specifically online music. And now it's enough. Now it's, it's very much year two or year three. Like it's very much an evolution of what happened previously. And yeah. next year I can very much see another, like getting more nitty gritty, getting because like, I felt like the summit this year, instead of us being high, it was more high level the first year that I was there. You know, we I sort of yeah. talked more about the general what is possible. This yeah. time it was like, here's actually what's literally how you can make it work. Here's the sort of the tools. And and I feel like the next time is like you'd be literally like, here's a single tool, and we're gonna break this thing down to the nth degree so that you know you are a master of how, or this certain philosophy or this. And that I kind of love because I feel like we're all kind of on this journey together because we're all learning the stuff. We're all taking another year of practicing it. We're all getting back together and going, okay, what did we all learn last year? And yeah. then we're kind of taking that. And then next year we're going, okay, well, what did we all learn? And it's, it's awesome. Like I, I, this is one of those things, especially because it's online. It, I, I see no end, you know, like in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. You know, I mean, for me, it's about what is relevant to teachers now. When yeah. I did the first one, um, I recorded the first interview two days after my kids got sent home from school mm. in March of 2020. Yeah. And so I had that whole mindset of, okay, if my kids have been sent home from school, yeah. then what's going on with the rest of the country, rest right. of the world? And so it was really focused on how do we make online work? Absolutely. Last year, it was, okay, we've made it through. We've been able to have a successful year, but it was clunky. Yeah. How can we make it smoother? How mm -hmm. can we make it easier? And then this year, it was, okay, we have done this and we want to stay online. We want to do more online. This, like, so, like, Actually, I'm going to be completely transparent here. The number of people who signed up for the summit last year in 2021 is higher than the mm -hmm. number of people that signed up for the summit this year in 2022. Yeah. However, the engagement and the re and the watching of the summit sessions, if you were to look at percentages or real numbers, mm -hmm. way, way higher this year because the people who came we're saying yes. I mean, we can go yeah. back to like what I was saying 20 I, minutes ago. I got you saying yes. Yeah. You know, like they were saying, yes, I want to do this online thing. Yes, I want to do more online. Yes, I want to scale beyond sessions. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I'm really excited to see kind of where we where we take things in this next year. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I, I you know, hope to be involved, of course, and and everything. And, and it is, it's just fantastic to see sort of where this can all go and everyone is learning it all together as well as well, which is sort of a nice feeling as a as sort of a communal thing, you know, as, as a world, we're still figuring things out. Um, but this is a great thing to have. Uh, it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for everything that you've done for yeah, the summit and to, you know, to, to help and, um, spread the word about things outside yeah. of what Musi does. And I mean, I think of that's course, one of the yeah. fun things is that we don't, we collaborate. We are right. not competitors whatsoever nope. because we're just providing opportunities. A hundred percent. That's the, and I hope that comes across clear that yeah, Musi is a software company and that is a business, 
but in, in the, the real heart of it is it's a community of music teachers and I, I am a music teacher who benefits from that community you know so a little selfishly i guess but you know i think it's fair i think we're, we're all sort of providing that thing for each other and it's everybody's being elevated from it and and that's the best thing that we could we could do so it's just awesome for us all to be a part of it yeah for sure. awesome well is there any um area or a place you want to send people um to check out the summit your stuff podcasts or anything like that yeah, well, so there's the Expand Online Summit, Expand Online Podcast, Expand Online Community. Those <laughs> I are my Expand Online. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't own expandonline.com, but I own those three. <laughs> I also own Expand Online now. We'll get um, it one day. <laughs> you know, it, it just you know, one of those things. And then of course the online music course accelerator, which is my signature program. I run mm -hmm. that with a business partner because yeah frankly, we can't do it all by ourselves. She is much more about the social media side and the selling side. Yeah. I'm much more about making sure that you've got this student experience and that you've got all the tech working so that you can focus on creating the best product to give you the best results and give you the best chance for, for making the impact and income that, that you desire. So, um, Basically, I think the best thing to do is to go, probably go to expandonlinesummit.com um, right. and, and check that out. Um, I've got a wait list page up there for next year, and then I'll get you signed up for my email list and things like that. Or, you know, Sam, I'm totally willing to have conversations with people. They can always connect with me on Instagram Perfect. or Facebook or yeah. reply out. to any of my emails, any of that stuff. Um, I pretty much live in the business world at the moment <laughs> yep. other than when I'm driving carpool. Right. <laughs> I think that's literally the two things I see you doing is running out the door to get the kids or running back into the house to set up a meeting or a conference or something. So I spent that's my life. I love it. <laughs> it is, isn't it? So everyone do that. Go check out everything that Jamie's doing, the expand online the summit, the podcast, the courses, um, obviously you all know me and what we're doing and there's tons of links in the music groups to pretty much everything Jamie is doing. Um, and actually Jamie, if you want to post something in the music group, um, with some links, that'd be fine to just give people quick access to anything that, um, cool. Yeah, I, I will do that. I'll make sure that um, I'm also going to make sure that the link that I give you for the Expand Online Summit is the mm -hmm. one that um, that links it back so that I know that you came from the music group. So we'll make sure awesome. that that's in there as well. Um, but Sam, thank you. Thank Absolutely. you for, for doing this. No problem. Awesome. Well, I'll talk to you soon and goodbye, everybody else. <laughs> Bye, everybody.